You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Previously on Star Raiders. I can't believe you've killed a character. Tom, my god. 17 points of piercing damage to Brandon. Okay, so he loses another resolve point. He's down to zero. Oh, zero he's resolve dead. points. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't he's dead. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah, are we fucked now? Like we we are, are we... we are fucked. No, no. I've gotten through situations like this before. We can do it again. At, at the very least we need something that we can send ahead. What do you need to replace Bantam? I think that's our first objective. Okay, so you use the map, you find a workshop, and you start heading there. To mechanically rebuild a drone from the ground up takes a full 24 hours. You guys keep an eye out. I just, I need to focus. As we're kind of on Astra there, she's working away She's tinkering. She's fixing things. We pull in closer and closer to her face. And, you know, gritting her teeth and just kind of furiously, like, taping things together, moving them. And we go closer and closer. Kind of past the strands of her black hair that's hanging down in front of her face. And closer into her eye and we disappear into darkness. And we hold there. But then slowly, as light starts to come into the picture, we see that we're moving through a tight passageway inside the guts of a starship. And we hear a name echo through this passage. Astra. We glide past cables, pipes, switches, all seemingly held together with little more than ion tape and positive thoughts. (laughs) Astra, past dials, digital readouts that flare and change, emitting small beeps and buzzes. As we reach the end of the tunnel, we turn 180 degrees to face the open end and see a man crouched, peering inside. He's in his late 30s, jet black hair, very strong features. Think to yourselves, John Hamm. (laughs) He's got a strong voice, but it's calm, reassuring, and he speaks again. Astra, please come out. No, I told you I'm not coming. The man sighs and sits down next to the access passageway with his back against the wall and gently bites his lip as he begins to think and glances around the room then he turns his head sidelong to face the passage there a lot to fix in there today and there's a pause and then a meek voice responds yeah the, the microfilament drive plates are out of alignment again Oh, really? He speaks playfully, almost knowingly. Could have sworn you fixed those last week, and 
You said that'd be good for six more jumps. And then, with only silence as his response, a smirk tugs at the corner of Izzy's mouth. Come on, Goose. Come out here. Talk to me. And we hear hesitant footfalls echo through the passage, and then we see emerging from the darkness, Astrodorkin, no more than 15 years old. She's gangly, as teenagers are, has a pair of goggles on her head, flanked by the messy bun of jet black hair. And she wears these junky old overalls that bear a very clearly homemade patch that says Astra, and below it, Mechanic. And she ventures no further than the mouth of the passageway, and she just settles there, hugging her knees, chin resting on them. And the man eventually turns his head to glance at her sitting next to him before looking out at the room once more, thinking, well, she's not totally out, but it's probably the best he's going to get. I know you're upset about your birthday, Goose, but you know we had to take the job. You said... You said we could stay with the fleet until after my party. I know. I know, I'm... I'm sorry, but... Your mother managed to line up a client that... was gonna keep this bird in the sky for quite a while. I don't care. You don't care about the ship? No. I don't care about the client. That may be, but... We need to make a living, Goose. We're trying to make it up to you with this holiday. Come on, it's not every day you get to see a newly terraformed planet. And hey, I've heard they even have pink elephants down there. Astra just rests her head on her knees again and offers no response. Her father grimaces and nods his head. Okay. He stands up. Well, just make sure you patch up the portside power couplings while we're gone. I could hear him buzzing on my way down here. And then he pauses for a moment and gestures over to a powered-down drone in the corner. But you know, I'm sure Bantam could take care of you if you change your mind. We're leaving in an hour. And he lingers for a moment, perhaps hoping that she'll say something. She just continues to stare forward, avoiding eye contact. And as he turns away and walks out of the room, though, her eyes do follow him out. Days later, we see Astra's legs sticking out from a hatch under a computer console on the bridge. And Bantam's perched just near her, and she sticks out one of these gangly arms. Hand me the splitter wrench. Bleep, bleep. Bantam gives a happy beep and a manipulator arm extends and grabs the tool and then he places it in her hand and she kind of feels for it for a moment and then grasps it. But without even seeing it, she says, <laughs> No, no. The seven gauge. What are you trying to do? Short circuit the ship? A sassy beep comes in response <laughs> as he hands the new one. I don't need your... Astra's interrupted <laughs> by a beeping sound. Beep, 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 There's a flashing light on the main desk. A communication is incoming. She hikes herself out of the hole and 
wipes her hands on her overalls and as she plonks herself down in the pilot seat it spins around and she coolly catches herself after completing a full rotation presses the button to answer she leans back arms behind her head and props her feet up on the console this is Astra Dorkin of the Rooster how can I help you on this fine day an official looking man appears on the view screen but his expression is solemn um Miss Dorkin this is Sergeant Miller from the Colony Protectorate. I'm afraid I have some bad news. And we don't hear the rest of the conversation as the man begins to speak slowly and hesitantly with a pained expression. Astra sits up and furrows her brow and she looks right at him. She says something, asking for clarification perhaps and a response comes and she softly mutters something and shakes her head. The man bows his head slightly and nods. Astra's eyes begin to well up and her gaze slowly drifts up to the viewport where the biodomes of a newly terraformed planet are visible, bulging off the surface. Our focus shifts and we see a hollow photo of Astra and her parents kind of perched on the edge of the viewport. Astra's expression is helpless and empty, yet her pained eyes seem to stare straight through us as we stay fixed on her face again. As she gets a little bit older and the years go by, we see overlaid almost in slow motion, a contract stamped cancelled clients apologizing and taking their business elsewhere. Overdue bills and payment demand notices piling up, electronics on the ship sparking and smoking as they begin to fail, a deal being made and a handful of credits given as the rooster is scrapped. And then freighter after freighter after freighter after freighter never really finding a place. And then finally we see her in a small, dingy office. And a voice echoes out. Astra. Astra. Uh, Miss Dawkin. Astra shakes her head and pops on a smile. Uh, yes, sorry. What, what did you say the ship was called? We now see Astra in her familiar Edge Corp overalls. With a duffel bag slung over her shoulder and bantam click clacking along behind her. And as she reaches a ship, she stops and looks up at it, taking it all in. As her gaze is pulled higher and higher, she is drawn back down to the sound of footsteps, softly clanking down the ramp. And a Yosoki in a brown trench coat stands there with a friendly grin. Oh, lassie, you must be Astra. Welcome aboard the pig. Whoa, whoa. Sawbones. Burzen appears behind Sawbones and walks out, standing next to him. He looks younger, with a bit more hope in his eyes. And he flashes a winning smile to Astra before turning to face Sawbones. What did I say about greeting new crew members? Ugh, do I have to, Captain? It's so cheesy. Come on. Burzen gives him a knowing glance. Sawbones takes a deep breath reluctantly. He says, Well, lass, welcome to the family. Hey! A smile tugs at Astra's lips. She reaches up and clasps the butterfly pendant around her neck. 
Quietly, she says to herself, Fortune favors the bold. She takes a deep breath and walks forward. And as she walks past us and we get closer to her face, we kind of pull out again and we see the Astra we know today furiously working away at things, just (coughs) turning something, working intensely, but with purpose. I call upon you, Goddess Divine. I stand before you, sacred shrine. Spread your wings, let in the light. I pray you'll help me do what's right. Help me steer me from what is wrong and any evils for which I long. Help me live out every day according to your righteous ways. Let your voice ring loud and clear to comfort me through all my fears. And when at times my faith is weak, in you, my goddess, please let me seek. I call upon you, goddess divine. I stand before your sacred shrine. And I step back. Um, And I've finished working on my new robot. Um, And I've just etched in a butterfly onto the surface um, at the front, taking pride of place. Um, The Bantam's name is no longer. The Bantam is now known as the Banshee. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, there's been a few modifications made. Uh, The Banshee is definitely kitted up for defense. Um, He has giant guns, which is lovely. And I was hoping that we could um, add a little something extra um, as a bit of a a token gesture um, for (laughs) our missing tiny. Um, I'd love to be able to install some sort of like a flamethrower thing that comes on cue um, when I say a catchphrase. (laughs) Hopefully I can say Alakazam and he can fry our oncoming assaulties. That's, that's my hope. That's my little... Very on brand. It's like a code always. word, is yeah. it? Like a, like a trigger yeah, word. Yeah, that's exactly right. Anyone in our group can say it and hopefully, if DM agrees, we can have him um, flamethrower away. It's our little tribute. <laughs> fiery, fiery <laughs> tribute. Going, going for a real Ripley, uh, <laughs> you know, Swiss Army knife sort of gun combo. Yeah? That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> So, usually the the flame the flame throwing weapons in Starfinder are heavy weapons, and I was like, oh, they're heavy. They must do like pretty crazy damage. And you know what? They they don't. They they do a you know a nice amount of damage. And whilst Bantam doesn't have heavy heavy weapon proficiency, Mari came to me with this, and I was like, that's that's fucking bowler. <laughs> this has to happen. And so we can say that. You know, in all of this, maybe there's like a, a like a, a little old two-stroke motor or something like that that you pulled off something, and then you kind of just like jury-rigged to bantam along with, you know, pull off the nozzle of a of an air pressure hose thing, so then it can shoot out flame, something like that. And you manage to rig up a flamethrower on this that will do one d six of burn damage in a fifteen foot cone. And uh, critical D4 Fantastic. of burn. Nice. Nice. 
Yes, wonderful. Can I can I react to the vignette? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Because very good, very well done. <laughs> I I I was I was, you know, I was taken away with the, with the descriptions and the family ties, the sadness. There's a lot of sadness going on there. That's um. It's a lot of sadness. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fun times. A lot, a lot of a lot of loss. That um. Yeah. You know, She's experiencing even more loss there, but also reminded of her of her new family that she got. But yeah, family, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna keep reminding myself. <laughs> I thought that was pretty on brand for Brosen. Me too. <laughs> that that kind of description of things and Astra finishing up, uh, finishing up Banshee. I almost said Bantam. <laughs> This that constitutes the full twenty-four hours of work, but of course, in that time, we had Sawbones and Burzen told to not disturb Astra. What are they doing in this time? If you recall, we were you guys had a bit of a look around, and yeah, what are you what are you what are you guys doing? Well, one thing I know I want to spend some time doing is um, if everyone recalls. As we were running out of the garage, I swiped Tiny's camera, phone, personal journal kind of um, computer thing. You know, as part of uh, just coming to terms with what happened and wanting to remember Tiny a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I just start browsing through some of the old photos uh, 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 and all the places that we've been and the things that we've done. As you're sitting there maybe perched on a little stool or maybe behind the desk or somewhere and you lean out and whip it out and blip, kind of turn it on. I imagine it's like the little ones in the expanse, you know how it's a clear little thing and kind of screens extend from the side digitally, but you're actually greeted with a password screen. This is personal. <laughs> it's going to be something basic Alakazam. like... Alakazam! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say Alakazam. <laughs> I'm not doing this to try to like rob the guy of all of his deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. I was just hoping to like have a bit of a bit of nostalgia. So I'm not about to go try to break into his um, into his personal computer because yeah. that you, just you feels wrong. Like the, you know, try to jailbreak yeah, the body's, body's probably not cold really at this point and I'm trying to crack into his uh, into his devices. Um, think about, is this something that might help him? Could there be information in here that would maybe help him settle Tiny's account, if it were? Not literally in the financial sense, but how are you going to contact his family and everything? What if you're not getting off here? Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of where I was going, is I was going to spend a bit of time trying to (laughs) get into the device and just browse through the photos and then... You know, I know that I know that Tiny liked to send, you know, communiques back to his family and um, yeah. you know share share what was going on. And um, depending on what I found, I was going to sort of think about you know the best way of informing them uh, as to what's happened. So, that, so it's not just the standard two line letter from Edge Corp saying <laughs> we regret to inform you. Yeah, they don't even use the word regret. Yeah. They're yeah. just like we inform, we inform you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and by the yeah. way, you owe us 600 credits for repatriation fees. Yeah. 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 100% edge call. Um, something you, you kind of just said there, Dan, which I think I would equate this quite well to that. You know, you've seen the World War II movies and stuff, the medic, 
when someone dies, they're kind of yeah. very mechanical about it. They grab the photo, they yeah. grab the letter. They grab the letter. If, yeah. Of course, they're going to read the letter to see who it goes to, you know, everything. They need to know these details so then they can pass it on if they need to. They, you know? they recopy it so it um, doesn't have blood all over it, that kind yeah. of stuff. That's going above and beyond. That's, but yeah, I'm sure some of them did that. Yeah, I think that's, like we said, it's, it's kind of part of the ritual, you know? So how, how would you like to approach this? Did you want to attempt to guess the password or would you like to attempt to bypass the security? If I had a better memory as Mark the player, <laughs> I, would, I feel like I would like to attempt to guess the password. But I'm actually just thinking about all of the things I know about Tiny that are detailed. And aside you- from Alakazam, liking a wrench <laughs> and Technomancing the Stone being his favorite um, space YouTube show. Uh, I'm coming up blank. Uh, okay, well, in that case... Uh, yeah, so I'll attempt a computer's check yep. to... Um, attempt to bypass the security. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, it's a two for a nine. A total of nine? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Can I try a history yeah, check to see if I remember anything, anything important about <laughs> Tiny? Yeah, you're unable to, to bypass it. Yeah, so yeah, go ahead. You could make a you could make a culture check, which is, you know, intelligence based. Okay. Alright. This is good. That's better. Uh, it's a twelve plus eight, so twenty. To try to guess a guess a password, um, based on what I know of Tiny. Actually, that was a DC twenty to pass that one, so nice work. Um you figure out that the password is actually technomancing the stone, but all of the vowels had been replaced by numbers and symbols. <laughs> um, so you're looking through and there's, you know, all your standard stuff's in there, uh, including all of technomancing the stones episodes, which you um, would have downloaded for long, your long drift journey. And as you're looking through these pictures and, you know, you're seeing journal updates and all that sort of thing, you notice that from the time he started on the pig, there's a lot of activity, you know, constantly taking photos, selfies, um, sending mail out, lots of contact. But you then start to see that from around the time of the Cassinus job, and then, you know, especially after Akaton, there's a big drop off all of a sudden. There's very few pictures taken after that time. And most of the correspondence is from his family reaching out to him and with some, you know, occasional short responses sent to them. You notice as well, and I mean, this isn't something that your characters would know, you guys know this, but uh, he documented his encounters on The Sun. So he wrote a little bit there about his discussion he had with Emerson Kane and how he'd rather give the money to his family, uh, how he was feeling after the various fights you guys got into, and especially how the crew voted three to two to work for the Calderans. Um, You know, what you're getting from all of this information is a real sense of uh, separation and alienation. And something else you notice in the notes section is a series of files that really catch your eye. The first one's an official request for a transfer off of the pig. It hadn't been sent yet, but it was drafted a few months back. Oh, no. You also see a series of notes that appear to have been addressed to each of the crew members. It's got each of your names on there, and it's titled Notes on How to Say Goodbye. 
Ah, oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. So he's written us all goodbye letters, hey? And finally, there's one that says, to the crew of the pig. Well, can I read the, um, can I read the, the group one first? Yeah, sure. You open it up and you start to read it. To the crew of the pig. Uh, it feels like a lifetime ago that I took this job. I was a different person then, eager to please, but things have shifted. When I came on originally, I just wanted to work in a team with some fun people, delivering supplies to people who needed them, making money for my family back home. I never wanted to kill without cause, kill for something so cheap as money. After this job, I plan on asking to be reassigned to another crew. I think that might be best for everyone. And hey, maybe Brandon can take my place. He's not so bad. Just don't tell him I said that. Consider this letter my two weeks notice. But who knows? The verse is big and time is long. Maybe we'll work again together one day. But for now, some time apart might do us all some good. Your friend, Tiny. Sawbones is obviously reading this to himself and for the first time since since the incident that where where we lost Tiny and Brandon he actually lets the emotion of the of the of the situation wash over him and he sort of like loses his loses the ability to speak he, he chokes up just has to put the pad down for a minute um, while he realizes what he's what he's reading and kind of what Tiny's intentions were here and reflects on the fact that even though Tiny knew he was he was out when push came to shove you know on this planet um and through all the hardship that we had and even right at the end Tiny was behaving like a a full committed part of the crew and continuing to be selfless and I I look down the list of of notes and obviously no I know what they are um and it doesn't feel right reading them or listening to them myself so I listen to the one for myself, and then after that, I'll, I'll go around and, and sort of hand it, hand the others out to people so they can listen in private. Sure. Sawbones. I've always respected you, my Yasoki friend. You are who you say you are. Always have been, always will be. We didn't always agree on the methods for dealing with our problems, but I always knew where we stood when we were together. I'll miss the time we spent on the pig, talking in Yusoki, like being around family. And though I'm leaving the ship, please remember that if you ever need someone to test a new experimental drug on, call me and I'll be there. <laughs> Just try not to stir up trouble for fun while I'm away, if you can. And, you know, while Sawbones is doing all of this and going through the computer, you know, I imagine he probably went to his own little corner of this place Astra's in the back working what's Burzen doing in this time Burzen left some food and some water on the the bench next to Astra yeah from time to time during over the course of the night he's like he comes back to see if it's been touched at all and I'm guessing it hasn't been nope she's absolutely hmm. focused on getting Banshee up and running and he like he wants to go over and and say something but she was pretty firm when she said, you know, leave me alone, I need to focus on my work. So yeah. he's going to respect that, but he's going to, like, he's going to go on the search of this tinkerer's shop to see if he can find something to drink 
uh, and somewhere to lie down and sleep and, uh, you know, reflect sort of thing. You, well, I mean, any self-respecting small business owner keeps something, a little some something in their desk, don't they? That's what he was anticipating, yes. <laughs> <laughs> some Capaxi hooch. <laughs> Brosen heads back into that small office. Door creaks as you open. It's a wooden door, apparently, in a very advanced society. Yep. <laughs> in space. Yep. And you see, like, the, the smell of death. And, you know, it's really dim lighting in there. You see the dried blood. You head around to the other side. You almost have to kind of mosey up next to this guy to open up the desk. Is the is the guy on a desk chair, like a wheelie desk chair? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a leather just, desk chair. Yeah. He just, like, kind of wheels him out of the way <laughs> yeah. over to the corner and gets into the drawers. Yeah. Sorry. And you start rifling through the drawers and yeah, sure enough one of the larger drawers down the bottom it would normally be locked but there's a key in it and you pull it open and there's a very large bottle of hooch in there. Yeah, I'll reach in and pick it up. Are there are there some glasses in there as well? There's a, yeah, there's a, a few glasses in there too. Uh, they're looking. One of them is uh, clean, and the other ones are looking quite dusty. This is somebody who obviously drinks alone. He um he takes three of them, heads out of this room, back into the break room to sit on the the couch that's in there. Yeah. Walks past Astra at the bench, notices again the the food and drink hasn't been touched at all feels uh, an urge to say something but again doesn't and uh, goes and sits in the break room he pours three drinks and picks up the clean one and sits back on the couch and just starts uh, drinking and and thinking Yeah. kind of staring into the middle distance yeah I'm sure the soundscape of Astra tinkering away is kind of all you can hear and Sawbones you finish hearing your message kind of compose yourself maybe and look or start looking around for Burson you know I mean you heard him open up that door and walk out again you check out the office and you notice that the, the guy's been wheeled aside and one of the drawers is cracked open well I mean there's only so many places he could be you walk through and kind of gingerly move past Astra as she's working intently and head around to the break room and you know it's in like workshops and stuff like that how they put the cheapest possible door on break rooms and yeah. it's like <laughs> crappy perspects and that that crappy yeah. white plastic um yep so it's like just the illusion of privacy but you know that's what it's got <laughs> it's in there and, and without the, yeah yeah there's through no the glass and it, yeah yeah through the glass <laughs> there's you know kind of ripped up and torn off stickers on there and all that sort of stuff uh but you can uh you can see Burson through there and you know you see him kind of knock back a drink and kind of stand up and pour himself another and sit back down on the couch yeah i walk in um fairly grim like, you, you know, you can tell from the look on um, Sawbone's face that, uh, you know, he's not he's not feeling happy and he's come for a serious chat. A captain. Have you got a minute? Sawbones. Sure. Why not? So, 
listen, you remember I uh, I grabbed Tiny's personal computer as we uh, as we ran out from the zombies. Well, I managed to get into it, and um, oh, yeah, I just I wasn't prying. I I was just uh, I was just to be honest, I was just trying to see if there's anything I could I could use when I send a note back to his family, letting him know what happened. No, um, no, no assumptions here, friend. Look, while I was in there, um, I came across some notes, and uh, Tiny had he, he decided to leave the crew. He he was going to finish this job that we were on, and um, oh, and he was going to ask for a transfer. Um, and look, he's Tiny being Tiny, he did it right. He d- he didn't do it half-assed. He's he's actually you know put a lot of thought into. I mean, the paperwork's done, but he's actually written us all individual notes um, oh. and voice recordings uh, as a way of saying goodbye. Obviously, it's fairly grim now that he's no longer with us. But uh, right, but look, right. I thought I, I listened to mine. Uh, there's a there's kind of a note for everyone, uh, and then there's individual recordings. Um, so, look, I, I've listened to mine. I thought it would be right for you to listen to yours. So. Sure. I sort of hand the hand the personal computer over, and um, sure. So look, if there's nothing else, I'll leave you. I'll leave you to it. And I think it's something should be best best done in private. No, oh, th- thank you, Sawbones. And he like holds up the bottle. You want a drink? Oh, I I need a drink. Great, great. Grab yourself a glass. So I'll, I'll pour you one. Yeah, I grab a glass and. I imagine you pour me one and then I just sort of nod and, and leave the room. Sure. And he puts the bottle down, picks up the, the personal computer and, and he um, he scrolls past Brandon and looks at Burzen and he like he looks at it for a really long time before he does anything. And um, finally just his thumb presses down on his name. Captain, Burzen, I looked up to you uh, when I first joined. I saw you as a role model, my first captain on a real starship. But now, I don't know anymore. Things have become more and more clear to me that we just see this world differently. I believed and still do believe that no matter what, all life is precious. That we should only kill as a last resort to protect others ourselves. My deepest regret is that we could never come to terms on this. Nothing ever felt as good as when I thought you believed in me. I think, though, that you might have known that. I think you might have used that to get what you want, in spite of what I wanted. It hurts to think about, but I'm probably wrong. You have a good heart. Bruised but good. Captain, I hope you find what you're looking for out in the black. Though I suspect what you're looking for can only be found inside yourself. Farewell. As he's, Burzen's listening and nodding, and he just, when he hears that farewell, you just hear the, the sound of the glass in his hand crack and shatter, and you see his face, um, like the light from the personal computer 
and he just like you can see the the tears well up in his eyes and he just he looks down in a way and puts a puts a computer down on the couch next to him and takes a swig out of the bottle <sighs> Sorbens, do you go back and join Bozen for a couple more drinks or do you yeah like I waited and no I wait an appropriate amount of time um cause sort of you know I know that Tiny's gonna have some things to say to the captain um instinctively <laughs> and uh so I I sort of wait half an hour or so and then kind of wander back in there captain that hooch wasn't bad do you do you mind if I sit and we have another sure Sure, sawbones. Sit down and pour myself a, a, a glass. I say, ah, oh, so listen. Um, there was I couldn't help but notice that there was there was a message on there for Brandon as well. Um, given that Brandon's no longer with us, uh, do, do you think we should listen to it together and and see see what Tiny had to say? I don't know, Sawbones. What do you think? Well, look, I mean, we could wait for Astra and all listen to it together, I guess. I just, I mean, look, we don't have to. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I, you know, Tiny for so long carried a large amount of beef with, uh, with Brandon. And <laughs> to think that, you know, at the end there, it was... You know, it was partly him trying to do the right thing by Brandon that caused Tiny to lose his life. I mean, he, he tried to save the boy. He kind of had too much beef, you know. Hmm. Sure, sure, Sawbones. You know, whatever you think. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Um, Burzen grabs the, the personal computer off the couch next to him, and hands it to, to Sawbones. And you notice that his hand's bleeding. He just hasn't bothered to do anything about it. Captain, what's what's happened to your hand? No, no. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's got alcohol on it, so it won't get infected. Sort of read the room uh, or read the mood um, and decide not to push it. Um, and I just reach out and grab the personal computer and press play. Brandon, I honestly don't know what I feel. I I don't know what I feel about you, but I think my feelings about you being in our crew were more about me and my place in the crew. So, man, I'm sorry for being a dick to you. You didn't deserve that. No one does. I don't know if I ever said it, but... I was impressed with how well you picked up your life after having such a hard... Well, you know. You're a good guy. I bear you no ill will. And hope you feel the same. For my pardon... For my pardon, everything. I offer you my hand in friendship. I hope I'll see you again. I sort of put the computer down and turned to Burzen. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes me very happy to hear. 
that even though they're both gone um that was one thing i was really struggling with with tiny was he was just such an asshole to brandon for reasons i couldn't <laughs> really understand so <laughs> so I've, I've received some some more personal closure from hearing that that uh <laughs> it makes me miss tiny even more like burzen's just like he as soon as you look at him he like kind of looks away he's like yeah yeah i i i gotta say i didn't i didn't quite understand where he was coming from but he tried to save him in the end he was he was one of the good guys. One of the good guys. He just kind of wipes his nose. Smears blood on his face. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> uses his other oh, you hand. Got a, you got a mustache. You got a little mustache, <laughs> Captain. Oh, oh, what? The blood mustache. <laughs> um, how how far away is Astra from finishing? Like, are we are we going to sleep and I'm talking to her in the morning? Or? No, no, I've I've done my little engraving. I've had my prayer. I feel like I'm ready I can I can chat well not chat but you know you've got your hand up though so I feel like I should call on you just imagine like you've been working for 24 hours yep focused purely on Banshee yep and then like you step back and you're exhausted and Sawbones walks up he's like Astra I've got got something for you to listen to (laughs) (laughs) and I've got a little fish bar on the end of my bench with a glass of tepid water (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I almost I almost think that's better that she's exhausted yeah. hearing it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, so I I walk up tentatively behind Astra because I know she's been deep in the robot work for for you know a day now. Um, but as I sort of get closer, I can see that she's sort of stepped back and is just finished muttering some things to herself. Um, so I walk up and say, "Oh." Hey, Lassie, how, how are you doing? How, how's the robot coming along? <sighs> well, it's been a long night, but... Come and meet her. This is Banshee. Oh, Banshee. Oh, you've changed the name. Well, I thought it was only right. And um, and I show you the little party trick where uh, I say, Alakazam, and it, like, shoots out flames across the room. Holy shit! <laughs> Fuck, you could have warned me before you did that. That was so quick. And the flame is so long. Singed That's whiskers. incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Some smoke just oh, coming sorry. from the edge of my whiskers. I hadn't tested that one yet. Oh, well, look, you've, you've clearly you've clearly done a great job. Maybe tomorrow, when we've all had some rest, we can we can sort of take it out and take it for a test run and see what see what it can do. So, listen, lass, um, I've got something I've got to talk to you about. You remember, as we were leaving the the garage where we lost Tiny and and Brandon, um, I was able to grab Tiny's personal computer as we ran out, and just while you were tinkering, I was doing some tinkering of my own, uh, and and uh, while I was in there. Um, I noticed that Tiny uh, had actually made the decision uh, and he'd written all the paperwork uh, to actually transfer out of the out of the out of the ship out of the pig. Yeah. I know you and he were were close. Did he mention anything like that to you? Uh, he didn't, but I had a feeling he wasn't happy anymore. It just Aye. wasn't it wasn't the right fit. I get it. Sometimes Aye. it's hard with the cat. Well, look. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <sighs> You're not wrong. 
Well, look, uh, look. I was a bit shocked. I I wasn't as close to Tiny as you. I, I knew that he wasn't necessarily loving what the the work we were doing, but uh, you know, I, I felt I felt like he was still really committed and and tight, and that we just get through it. But clearly, I was wrong. Uh, it's made me reflect a little bit about how important it is for us to, you know, maybe maybe spend a bit more time focusing on on each other and the relationships in the crew and that sort of thing i just feel a little bit a little bit guilty that i i didn't see that coming or tiny didn't feel like he could come and talk to us uh before it happened but look it is what it is and listen lassie this there was there was something else on there um as well as preparing all of the paperwork to transfer out he's actually written each of us a uh, he's recorded each of us a, a voice recording uh a, like a personalized message so Listen, there's there's one on there that's a that's for the whole crew. You should have a read of that, and we've listened to the one. You know, I mean, the captain listened to his one, and I've listened to my one. And look, there was one on there for Brandon as well, which was actually really touching. Um, you should you should have a listen to the the one that he left Brandon. But look, there's one on here for you, Lassie, and I I just wanted to give it to you, and I'll leave you to I'll leave you to your thoughts. Oh, um, all right. Uh, well, I guess there's no more I can do here, so. I'll find somewhere to sit down and listen. Do you mind if I do it on cool. my own? No, 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 kind not at all. Please. I feel I, like I, being I, on my own. Ah, that's entirely understandable. Just just hit me on the comms if you want to chat um, about anything. I'll, I'll leave you to it. I sort of leave the room. Righto. And I um, pick up Bant- uh, Banshee <laughs> and I put it on the ground. Oh. I nearly made the slip. <laughs> I put um, Banshee on the ground um, up against the wall. And I sort of like lean up against the wall next to it, sort of partially leaning on the banshee. Um, and I get the the computer and I m- move up to Astra and I press to listen, see what happens. Astra, you're a good friend and most importantly, a good person. We both know it, but you let the crew pressure you too easily. You're stronger than you think. My mom always said that if doing the right thing was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. Things get hard and the world will keep changing, but don't let the world change you. Don't let it make you too hard. I know you agreed with me when it came to our choices the crew made, but you let me be your voice. With me gone, you're gonna have to be your own voice. You're strong, stronger than the rest of the crew for sure. Just never lose your heart. When all else is lost, it's the last thing you can count on. These messages are never enough. I, I can't say everything I want. I think it'd be too hard. You were the closest friend I had on this ship, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for leaving. I just hope that you understand that I think it's what's best for me. I hope you can forgive me. But don't be too sad. Remember, I'll only be a phone call away. <laughs> Give my best to Bantam. Oh, gosh. Goodbye, my friend. Okay, so... Whose idea was this? This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, Astra is holding the comms in, in one hand and the pendant in the other and just rests her head back against the wall and just cries. This just... Fuck, he's on the other end of the phone, hey? As... Actually, she just pressed play again. She just needs to hear his voice one more time. You don't have to do it again, but she's going to do it again. <laughs> just play it again. Yeah. You're a good friend. 
<laughs> I just have to remember that I'm strong and that I can get through this and that, fuck, I can't believe he's gone. He was literally the best friend I had on this ship and was my voice. And fuck, I'm going to find my own now. That's um, bringing it home hard. Okay. Um, you're just going to go to sleep now or like do you want to get some rest? Um, what's, your, what's your plan here? All right, so I, um, I finished listening to the recordings and I lean in and um, I press the comms unit. I'm like, hey, hey, Sawbones, are you there? Aye, lassie. Uh, I listened to Tiny and, um, yeah, it's some really heavy shit there. Aye, I mean, it's so crazy to think that we've got these recordings, um, you know, obviously because he was going to leave uh, the crew. It's, uh, yeah, it's a real, it's a real mess. The captain didn't take it that well, so, you know, all of us are, all of us are dealing with it in our own way. Did you listen to Brandon's recording as well? Oh, no. No, I don't think I could do that. No. That's just too much. I, I, it's a heavy listen, lass, and we've all had a long, we've all had a long few days, so maybe you can just keep a copy of it and listen to it later. It's it's hard to believe that the two of them used to be at each other's throat. Oh, well, I mean, Brandon wasn't at Tiny's throat. Tiny was, you know, constantly at, at, at Brandon's throat. But you can hear in the recording at the end that he really, uh, you know, the kid had grown on him, I think. And um, Tiny was, was making amends. And um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I know that you... You were obviously pretty close to Brandon as well. I know you were you were close to Tiny, but you were probably closer to Brandon than any of us. Are you? I mean, you know, how are you coping with it? How are you holding up? Well, I guess for me, the only thing is that at least he got to live some. You know, with us, he got to choose, and I know he didn't have long to do it, but you know, at least he got to spend some of his life forging his own path. And I think following Desna was the right thing for him. I think it gave him something outside of his colony and really in in the end of it, he's gonna have done something that, that meant a lot for everyone. You know, if it wasn't for him and what he saw with that mosquito, you know, I don't think we would ever know what we were up against. Um, I just take solace in that at the end, he did the right thing, and, and you know, I think he's going to be with us all the whole way. Aye, and look, you're spot on. I think if any good can come of this, it's that we stop Calderon in his tracks and we make sure that this never happens to any other planet ever again. And Brandon will have a huge, will have had a huge part in that. Yeah. Brandon knew fortune favours the bold. Well, thanks, Sawbones. Good night. And then, um, switch off the comms, and I slide down the wall, and I snuggle into Banshee and put my head on it and just trace the butterfly that I carved into the back as I uh, fall asleep. Astra, as you sit down next to Banshee, you know, your thoughts drifting to Tiny, Brandon, 
and even to losses that you experienced earlier in life, you know, with your parents, you know, maybe you start to think about who's left. And as your hand is there resting on Banshee, you start to feel this warmth. It's strange, but it's not uncomfortable. In, in fact, it's almost like reassuring. And as you glance over at it, it looks like it's glowing. And you suddenly feel this like connection, not to Banshee, but to, to something else. And you become very, very aware of the presence and location of Burzen in the next room. You look over there, but, you know, you can't see him. The door's closed, the lights are off, but you know exactly where he is. He's sitting on the couch, you know, one foot on a chair, snoring, passed out. You can even sense how much alcohol is in his blood. (laughs) (laughs) You sure she can't just smell it? (laughs) (laughs) Um... But then you start to feel the same thing for Sawbones, too. He's in the front of the store, curled up behind the counter and trying to get to sleep. You can sense that there's maybe a little bit of trouble there, but, you know, physically he's fine. And this feeling, as you know, quickly as it appeared, it starts to fade away. And you're just by yourself again. Astra, you now have the ability to cast the spell Status, which allows you to keep track of your comrades that are separated from you, and you can monitor their positions and any conditions that are affecting them. You can do this once per day as a bit of a sign of your now strengthened and renewed connection with Desna, and of course you'll want to look after and care for those who are around you. And whoever's left. Whoa. You're a mystic, Astra. <laughs> Mechanically <laughs> mysterious. I don't know what I am anymore. <laughs> I have to take a level in that mystic. <laughs> That's your choice, but this is a freebie. <laughs> oh, That's strange. So I'm going to um, grab the glass of water that um, was left out for me. Um, and the salty, salty fish bar thing and take it into Captain Fish food. Yeah, yeah. Burson because he's obviously the one that's going to need it. He'll be hungover as hell. <laughs> Nothing like fish sticks. <laughs> Nothing like fish sticks when you <laughs> like dried fish ass <laughs> fish food. Here you go. Just crumbling out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he eats it like Cookie Monster. Yeah. That's what the water's for. It would smell so bad. You know, oh, if you soak gosh. it in the water for 20 minutes, it's not so bad. <laughs> if you brine it in the alcohol, it's kind of okay. Uh, here you are, Captain. You can probably use some of this. I hand him the water. Maybe not the fish sticks in. <laughs> are you all right? Huh? Yeah, I think you need a minute. Um, and I'm going to walk out and find where Sawbones has gone. Well, I know where he is because I felt where he was. I'm going to where I felt that he was. Subbones, yup. Oh, good morning. Morning, Lassie. Oh, I had the strangest dream that had you in it. It was that's very odd. It's worrying. 
what are you talking about? Oh, no, it was there was nothing. I just, I don't know. I just felt like you were kind of staring at me while I was sleeping. It was it was weird. Anyway, it was nothing. It was, it was obviously just a weird dream. Sounds kind of creepy. Are you ready to come out and we can uh, share some of these fish bars? I don't think they're going to be very good, though. Uh, me neither, but look, it's better than nothing, right? Well, I don't know. Let's go and see. How's the captain doing this morning? He has definitely looked better. Um, I think he'll be okay, though. Hey, Burzen. Huh? Come into the workshop. Come and meet Banshee. Okay. Coming. What, 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 what are we doing? Oh. oh Bleary-eyed, <laughs> looking around, bloodshot as fuck. Chewing on a fish snack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you some of his new tricks. This one's more of a stealth stealth uh, attack combat drone. Um, so I, I'm going to set some um, controls up for it to sort of walk off into the distance um, behind the workbench and it just pauses for a moment and blends completely into the background and you, you lose sight of it. Um, oh, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, go for it. Uh, that's a 13. Yeah, you don't see shit. <laughs> what? Where did Bantam go? It's Banshee. This one's Banshee. Bantam is not coming back. Oh. But Banshee, oh. I thought for this one, we, we might like to be able to send it out in front and blend in and, and get some recon for us. So it's got a lot more distance. I can send it a lot further. Um, it's a lot quieter. Uh, and the flamethrower should definitely add a little extra spice to the, the mix. So... Has it only got a flamethrower, or have you got other guns no, no, on no. it? No, no, it's got, it's got um, uh, azimuth serpent laser, um, <laughs> the auto-target <laughs> rifle. What? what? <laughs> oh, my God. So it's... You've built a fucking tank, Lassie. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Bantam wasn't very successful, and I thought I thought he was pretty tanky, but this one, I think we're, we're in for some, you know, some good backup. I reckon... Oh, look, in Bantam's defense, like, you... You built him as a as a to help you repair ships and such, right? He was. I thought he did pretty he well. He did. He repaired ships like no other, but could not hand a spanner over to save himself. Always got it wrong. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know a lot about robots or uh, or androids or or AI or anything. But does like does it remember? Does it have memories? Does it remember its life as Bantam? I mean, I I I altered that. I could have brought it over and made him exactly the same, but. It didn't seem right. I think we lost a lot back there, and I think Bantam was one of them. Th this one's different. This one's Banshee, and he'll, he's going to get us out. He's going to help us get get to space, get out of this fucked up place. Bozen's just like looking at Astra with a with a wry smile on his face, like you've done good, kid. Banshee's going to go a long way to, to get us out of this place. Right, you are. He's just like nodding and smiling. Looks at. He looks at Sawbones, looks at at Astra, and he just takes a deep breath. <sighs> oh, God damn! Take a step Sorry. back. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I I've been thinking about the decisions that have been made and how turn after turn I've, I've made the wrong choice I can no longer make decisions for us as a group 
I've, I've lost too many lives and I can't do it anymore. I, I can't be the one responsible for, for getting more of the people that I care about dead. I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Captain, we're not in the military anymore, and and we're not trained soldiers. Um, no, and I, we're a long <laughs> way from it. I can understand why you're feeling a bit down on yourself, but sometimes decisions need to be made. And um, I'm always grateful that you're you've been in a position where you feel confident enough to step up and and make them. So. I don't fault you or hold hold you to blame for any of where we ended up, but by the same token, I also think, you know, there's only three of us. Where four? Sorry, three and a robot. The three men and a robot. <laughs> three three oh, people and a robot. Space Gutenberg. <laughs> there's only a small group of us, and we're we're well out of our out of our normal way of operating, and. I think it would be best if the three of us made decisions together a little bit more. We're not a large troop of, of uh, soldiers that need a single person to make decisions. We're three people who are all in the same lot of shit and uh, all need to rely on each other. So I appreciate the sentiment and um, and just know that I've got your back and I know you've got my back and Astra, the same goes for you. And Banshee can fucking have my back every day of the week with that flamethrower my goodness <laughs> well staying quiet hasn't s- served me well so far so I mean Tiny's a wise guy and he was the one that told me I need to stand up for myself and this might be the opportunity that I need I can help you I can say more but fuck there's a lot of zombies there's like a fuck ton of zombies I no. just you're not wrong. We really need to get a plan and, and work out where, where the fuck to go next, because, I mean, I like this workshop, but those fish sticks suck. Um, and the breath's still bad. It didn't help you <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Ser- <laughs> seriously, Sawbones, come on. Make with the electrolytes. <laughs> I sort of I whip out uh, another um, biohack and sort of wave my hand over it and it turns um, fluorescent purple like you know grape, <laughs> grape Gatorade <laughs> yeah. um, and I go to hand it to him as though he's going to drink it but I, uh, I instead I just mainline it straight into his, his wrist um, and he instantly feels extremely hydrated oh. like he starts just dripping <laughs> with extra hydration you <laughs> like on me so I um, I walk up to the <laughs> workshop table and um, pull out my pad uh, and get a hollow project, map. You get a hollow yeah, map. Project the, yes. Yes. Exactly. Nice. Project the uh, the hollow the, the map that we were looking at before. Um, is, it, is it blue so or green? So we can start to plot a course. Ooh. It's definitely green. Green. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Fallout style. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, can you put can you put the map up in roll twenty? <laughs> I'm literally looking at it. Go, oh, into, go into messenger. It's like the it's last mad, thing man. that was we sent. We talk so in much. That it's not. Oh, right. Okay. Look Let's at the media section. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's like four instances of that photo. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying you're wrong. 
I'm just, I'm just saying I'm lazy. Um, but still, we're still quite a distance from the spaceport, aren't we? Like looking at the map, I'm imagining I sort of like, you know, tap a few things on the hologram and sort of I'm measuring the distance from where we are to where we want to go. Yeah, I mean, as the crow flies versus you actually navigating the streets. Uh, so Without I mean, you know, you, you can yeah. eyeball it as like, oh, okay, we're, you know, five, eight, ten kilometers away from it. Sure, that's all well and good, but no car, you know, city streets. You don't know what's around any corner. We you don't know how soon. far you'd have to detour around anything, any obstacles. If there are any obstacles, yeah. could be a straight shot. You don't know. Maybe they've maybe they've put up a bunch of barricades between everything in the spaceport. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? That's what Burzen's thinking. That's the soldier training coming into effect. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think we need some options, right? So let's just try to get our options out on the table. So one option is obviously we can just, you know, go at ground level uh, slowly and carefully and with the added advantage that Banshee will bring by being able to scout ahead. Another option, we could scout the area here and see if we can find a vehicle or, you know, some sort of way of expediting our travel. The only thing I haven't, the only thing we haven't explored is, you know, are there sewage or drainage tunnels underneath, or or some sort of public transport or something underneath yeah. that we could go by that's perhaps a safer. Subway, subway or sky rail, or something. Can I press a few buttons on the map and see if um, it'll show me any public transport? Like I imagine a map like this would have ways of getting around. Sure, yeah. So as Is there a monorail? Can there be a monorail, please? Just so we can do the monorail song. Monorail. 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 <laughs> Unfortunately... Are you sent here by the devil? No, good sir. I'm on the level. <laughs> Unfortunately, no monorail. Although you may chant to your heart's content. Yeah, you notice to the um, southwest, there's a central station. This city does actually have a comprehensive underground rail system. All right. Well, I'm pretty interested in going underground, but I'd, I'm hoping that when we get down there, there might be some sort of service tunnels or something, because I imagine that there'll still be zombies down there. High, highly likely. It's worth checking out, though. I like it. I mean, I kind of I like that a lot more than being above ground or uh, or attempting to ram my way through with a car. And it, on the map, I want to do like a search for the nearest subway entrance. Yeah, you notice that there is a line that's a a few blocks from you. Oh, look here! Here's a there's a there's an entrance a few blocks from us. That's the spot. Well, how about we test out some of Banshee's new features and uh, head him out? Love it. Scout no the way. No time like the present. All right. Well, is there anything we want to do here in this workshop before we finish up, or should we just should we go? Well, I mean, we're we're freshly rested. Well, I'm a bit tired. You know, first light. That's okay. But didn't didn't you rest? No, I, well, not much. I literally worked for twenty four hours straight and then like passed out for a smidge. But that's okay. I don't need any sleep from a character point of view, but okay. from a flavor but point sure, of view, surely I'm tired. you would be. There's a condition called exhausted <laughs> in Starfinder. <laughs> is that where there I'm is? At? No. But there's also a condition called really good roleplay, and so I'm not <laughs> going to punish you guys for that. So. Excellent. Um, you are. wake up fresh this, as I'm a gonna, fucking I'm gonna, daisy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. 
feel free to send it right back. <laughs> Here we go. I'm feeling like Burzen is actually mechanically shaken. What does okay. that mean? Shaken condition. Minus two penalty to ability checks, attack rolls, saving throws, and skill checks. Oof. Well, shake right out of that shaking. It's up to... It's up to hey, I'm going to leave it up to Tom. With the quality of the role play, I'm just putting it out there. That's not my choice, man. If you would <laughs> like to impose a negative upon yourself as part of your role play, then by all means. Like with the the message, he's trying he's tried really hard to compartmentalize, but then like that message from Tiny from literally beyond the grave, he's like <laughs> <laughs> he like he's shook. I'm 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 ticking the the, the condition. Can I um yeah, fair enough. plot well, can I search along our route that's going to take us to the um, the entry to the underground system and see if there's any, um, like, ammunition places? Anywhere that we could maybe get some better armour for our captain there? I mean, armour is not the kind of thing that they'd have at a gun shop. Oh, where will I find the armour emporium? Yeah, well, armor, that's an armour, armour, armour. So you're putting in these search terms into this interface, uh, you know, all about armour, and a suggestion pops up. It says, did you mean the Millennium Luxury Mall? <laughs> did you mean? Yes, I did, John. <laughs> tell, her, tell her what she's won, John. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you tap on that and it gives you a few different stores in the mall that would likely carry armor. Uh, but as you're, you know, scrolling through this and looking at it, you see down the bottom that there's actually an advertisement there and it starts off with a question it says would you want to live and fly in luxury every day yes i would then the opus opulence is for you and below this it's got this picture of one of the grandest looking vessels that you've ever seen the outside of the ship is like pearlescent and shining like like nothing else and as you continue to scroll down, you can see that there's interior shots of this ship as well. Images of a, a fully stocked bar, king-size bed, jacuzzi. Uh, you know, all the floors are carpeted in, in this beautiful, lush, soft fur. Gold-plated railings on stairwells. Like, I mean, this ship is just completely over the top. And then below all of this, it says, For your chance to win this ship, spend 100,000 credits or more in the Millennium Luxury Mall. Come on down to the mall and ask for your tour today. <gasps> My God, there's a spaceship at the mall. <laughs> Big neon sign saying, go here next. <laughs> <laughs> is, there a, is there an underground railway stop <laughs> at this place? Yeah, is there, yeah. Is, there, is there a line that goes directly from the museum to the mall? <laughs> no. Sawbones, so so check it out. But yeah, Lassie, where are we going to get 100,000 credits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the mall will be open. I don't, I don't know if we can make it happen. And even then, it's just a chance. <laughs> to the mall. Mm. To the mall, I say. Well, look, when you think about it, the spaceport's going to be the place that everyone went to to try to get a ship. I think our chances uh-huh. of getting a ship at the spaceport is pretty slim. And I don't know how many people would have put two and two together and... You know, gone, gone to the luxury to go and, mall. Yeah. They probably saw that they'd have to spend 100,000 credits <laughs> and just went, fuck, where am I going to get that sort of money? So, But they did say that you could tour the ship at the mall. So 
Who knows? I think that's our best chance, and at the very least, we can kit up so that we have a better AC getting into the spaceport. Aye. Astra, I really love the way you're thinking. What do you think, Cap? I like where your head's at, Astra. I got your back. Aye, lassie. I think um, with your fancy new robot, you need to run point on this operation, so... Righto. You, you run right. out ahead. Well, Let's see um, how stealthy she can we'll, be. he can be. We'll hang back and you can use uh, Banshee to lead the way. Well, with a very concrete goal in mind, maybe head to the front door of this place. It sounds like maybe they've backed off these zombies. You start taking things away, pulling the shelves away, everything like that. And as the beautiful bright light that the new morning floods into the room. We'll leave our episode there for today. Yes! Ooh, <laughs> That's exactly nice. what I was saying! <laughs> uh, just like the, the door, the, in the darkness, the door opens and just the, the yeah. golden light pours in. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production. Be sure to rate and review us on your favourite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Fuck. What a sesh. What a sesh. <laughs> yeah, well played. Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to say, like, to all of you, I salute you. That was outstanding work by everybody like <laughs> wow i was fully not expecting you to have a whole situation prep for the computer <laughs> when i started to <laughs> <do it. laughs> i was like oh tom tom's eyes just lit up when i said about the computer and i was like oh <laughs> see he's quite excited yes, yes. tom was probably like how am i going to get this fuckwit to think about the computer <laughs> he's probably forgotten he's picked it up <laughs> oh. looking for more adventure head to arcanefocusnetwork.com 